0: Sleepers, breakouts, and busts 1.0 next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, January 27th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's get started with a sleeper, Scott.
1: Who you got? I'm going to go with Luke Voigt of the Yankees, who, of course, was the major league leader in home runs during the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. So you might think it's a stretch to call him a sleeper, but he's going... Outside the top 200 so far in drafts, people don't seem to be giving him much of a chance to be the Yankees' starting first baseman, even though he's currently in line to be. Of course, the only reason he lost his job last year is because he got hurt, also got hurt in 2019, tried playing through it. Even with those two injury-addled seasons, which dragged down his numbers, since joining the Yankees, uh, across four seasons, Luke Voigt has hit two seventy one with a nine oh one OPS. He's homered at a better rate than Matt Olsen during that stretch. He, when healthy, is a stud first baseman. So as long as the Yankees give him that chance, uh, I, I think uh, I think he's an exciting pick, no matter what part of the draft it's it's in.
0: Yeah, and I agree that now is the time if you are drafting to draft Luke Voigt. if he is on the Yankees this time in a month and a half from now, He's going to move up 100 spots in ADP. You're absolutely right about that. A sleeper for me, John Gray, a 30-year-old who's been pretty mediocre throughout his career, but he was in Coors Field for all of that career. Now he moves over to the Texas Rangers, much bigger ballpark, much better division to pitch in as well and i just think in general getting out of course field getting out of colorado that's going to help him a ton he's going outside the top 250 right now he's always had good strikeout stuff he used his slider a ton last year so this is really just a bet on strikeout ability and the fact that he's getting out of colorado i think we could potentially see the best season from don gray that we have seen yet here in 2022
1: let's move on to breakout scotty who you got got going to go with Willie Adamas, the Brewers shortstop. And, and this is it, – it almost feels too easy because after joining the Brewers for those the three quarters of the season he was with them last year, he had 285, 20 homers, and 886 OPS. And you think, oh, small sample size, you know, based on his track record, we can't expect to see him do that again. Well, actually, lo- looking at that track record, his career with the Rays, which began in 2018, so it's a big sample – Um, terrible at home, 219 with a 624 OPS at home, apparently had a problem with the batter's eye there on the road. He hit 291 with an 858 OPS, virtually identical to the numbers he put up in that three quarters of a season with the brewers, where of course he didn't have to deal with the Tropicana field batter's eye. So. It, when it trans, when the numbers translate that cleanly, I, I have a hard time doubting them. And if if this is who Willie Adamas is going to be now, then I think the potential outcome is similar to like a Xander Bogarts. And yet, Willie Adamas is going after Gleyper Torres in traps. He's outside the top 25 among shortstops, in, in, according to ADP. It's, it's crazy to me. I want him as my middle infield option in every Roto League.
0: Hey, Scotty. Don't be too hard on my guy, Glabert Torres. It's been a rough couple of years, but I do agree we agree with you. I would take Willie Adamas ahead of him, and I like Willie Adamas quite a bit as a fallback option at shortstop or as a starting middle infielder in Roto Leagues, as you mentioned. Breakout for me, Shane McClanahan. No surprise here. We talked about him a lot last year. The stuff is filthy. We're talking about a high 90s fastball from the left-hand side. He's got four pitches that he throws last year excuse me, 3.43 ERA, 1.27 whip over a strikeout per inning. Uh, The swinging strike rate, 14.8% tied for eighth among starting pitchers with at least 120 innings pitched. Don't love the price right now, but if he delivers that ace outcome over the course of 160 innings, I think that he can you know, return top 20 starting pitcher value, something like that. And for me, that would constitute breaking out. So I do like Shane McClanahan quite a bit. Let's move on to our bus, Scotty. Who you got here?
1: Jazz Chisholm, who I didn't give much of a chance to be an impact player last year. He was raw. He struck out a ton in the minors. I thought he was just going to get eaten alive. Well, he gets to the majors in April. He's awesome. Hits 311, slugs 581, steals nine bases. He was so awesome in that month, in fact, that it seems like people just kind of ignored what he did afterward because... You got eaten alive. Final 5 months of the season, Jazz Chisholm hit 236, slugged only 395, stole only 14 bases in 5 months time. So it's not a great steal space apart from April. He's going right around 100 overall. And I just think that's not accounting for his ups er, for his downside at all. Uh, I think it's more likely than him taking a step forward is that he's just eaten alive again and ends up being dropped by mid-May.
0: Bust for me, Scotty. Aroldis Chapman. Final four months last year correlates with the Sticky Stuff crackdown. 4.95 ERA, a 1.62 whip. He's currently the sixth closer off the board. There's already enough volatility with that position. I'm not getting involved with Aroldis Chapman this year for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage listen to the fantasy baseball today podcast on spotify apple podcast stitcher your smart speakers or anywhere else podcasts are found and thanks for listening to fantasy baseball today in five we'll be back again on monday morning Bye bye.
1: survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season